I'm no stranger to being gay. <laughs> Kissed a lot of dudes in a downpour. Oh, that reminds me. Um, singing Keith Whitley. That reminds me of something I saw the other day. Actually, I saw it like a month ago, and I had uh, saved it. Let's see. Okay. This is on... I saw this... I was reading Kidney Chesney's Wikipedia page recently. Um, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> no Frontier what is off limits to me. <laughs> the, what it, What did Brother Kenny's wiki have to say about it? In, in the... If I'm the Don Quixote of content, there is no frontier that is too far-fetched. Um, I respect it. This is crazy. I never knew this before. Did you guys know this? L- listen to this. In 2000, Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw became involved in a scuffle with police officers in Buffalo, New York, after Chesney was riding a state police horse and refused to get off of the horse despite being told to get off. McGraw came to Chesney's aid after police officers nearby believed the horse was being stolen. <laughs> the two were arrested and charged. Chesney for order disorderly conduct and McGraw for assault, but were acquitted in 2001. Put this in my... In, as further... Tim McGraw's ACAB. <laughs> I, I have some questions. Do you think... It doesn't say that they, like, stole the horse. It says they wouldn't get off the horse. So... Do you think the cop was like, yeah, get on my horse. I'll take a picture of you on my horse. And then he just wouldn't give it back to him. <laughs> I guess so. Hard it's- to say, but i tell you what it does do is it provides a snapshot into the attitudes about police at the turn of the century. And then like just 20 short years later, like Kenny Chesney would have immediately dismounted in 2021 and said, yes, sir, here's your steed. I'm sorry. I was on it too long. Um, yeah, it's Just my thought. No, it. I mean, put it in my as evidence toward my thesis that um, nine eleven killed country music because this could have only happened before nine eleven. After nine eleven, I don't think I've heard you say that before. <laughs> but I think it's a good thesis. Must not be saying it loud enough. Um, I like. Uh, I'm just imagining. You know that Willie Nelson song, Me and Paul? He's got that line, I guess Buffalo ain't geared for me and Paul. Kenny should make one that says, Buffalo ain't geared for me and Tim McGraw. <laughs> me and McGraw. That'd be cool. Yeah, me and McGraw. <laughs> it's been rough and rocky traveling. And I'll be goddamned if I get down off this hoss. <laughs> After taking several warnings... I told that policeman just fuck off. <laughs> well, I drank a lot of whiskey, and then here came my buddy Tim McGraw. This is he wild. beat that officer down, a crime that would have get him killed in twenty one. <laughs> I'm just giving it. I'm just suggesting some things Kenny could do here. Um, what is Kenny Chesney doing these days since uh, you were recently on his Wikipedia? Nothing much. Let me just go ahead and tell you now. Nothing much. Last I heard, he was living that pirate lifestyle. He's cosplaying as like a wayward island 
Yeah. Like a Jimmy Buffett guy? Like almost like a Jimmy Buffett type, but with like a dark poetic side. Or at least what oh. he fancies a dark poetic side. Amazing. Dude, this is... It is actually when you think about it. Country music is a barometer of the attitudes and norms in this country. And the sort of how deeply um, invasive the police state is because like I said this could not have happened post 9-11 oh no 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 that's that that's like rap star shit that's like that's like um, them back to back you know like they've got a um, a circle of police around them and they're like <laughs> cer- you know <laughs> I can't imagine a single country music star would square up with police nowadays no it way. is the most country music thing, <clears throat> like rebel thing to do to steal a cop horse, though. <laughs> that is pretty great. Yeah, they. And written. it was in New York, not New York City, but like upstate New York. But anyway, still, it's like they went to New York and stole a horse. Listen, you know. Listen to this. When the deputy went to remove Chesney from the horse, another deputy was going to assist him. McGraw came and jumped the second deputy from behind, (gasps) wrapped one arm around his neck, and was choking him. Now, I'm not suggesting he was trying to really choke him, but he had him with his arm around his neck, and he was holding on. That's what the sheriff says. (laughs) Um... One million percent, they would have killed his ass in 21... (laughs) <laughs> Dude, country music star Tim McGraw would have been dead at the hands of police if that were <laughs> this were twenty one. Wow. Um, I mean, they were they had. Imagine how drunk you'd have to be to put a cop in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> Tim McGraw's Jack too, you know. I think Tim McGraw's and, still putting out some music right he's still doing some like recent stuff it's it's oh, bad yeah. it's all really bad yep tim's daddy do you think tim mcgraw and faith hill are the jay-z and beyonce of country music <laughs> that's a pretty good parallel was he married to faith hill by that point when did they get married yeah they've been married a long ass time since 96 Damn. When did Beyonce and Jay Z get married? I don't like, know. Like 2008? They've been together like, since like 2003 or so. Oh. So then J and B are the Tim and Faith of. Huh. <laughs> Working it out. <laughs> you couldn't say hip-hop. I wouldn't really call Beyonce a hip-hop yeah. artist. Yeah, uh, hip-hop and R&B. You could say that. <clears throat> yeah. Dude, that is fucking just amazing. I mean, you think... No shoes, no shirt. <laughs> no problems. <laughs> blues, what blues? I forgot you know, Tim, Say what you want. Kenny Chesney had a lot of good hits. My mom loved Kenny Chesney. Now, her favorite Kenny... Wait, no, that's not. That's Kenny Kershaw, maybe, or... Wait, what was his name? Sammy Kershaw. Sammy, Sammy Kershaw, never mind. Mom's favorite song was by Sammy Kershaw. <laughs> of 
Queen of my double wide trailer. Yeah, she, or she no, don't know she's mine. beautiful. That's my favorite. She don't no, know she's beautiful. What other Red. ones did he have? That's Red only two I can Third rate romance, loving rendezvous. God, no, the, tur- the Turners know the deep cuts from the uh, first shot catalog. No, no, it, it's, uh, um, it wasn't that one. Wait, maybe it was Queen of my double wide trailer. With the polyester curtains and the redwood deck. And the redwood deck. Yeah, maybe that was it. But she used to play it all the time in the minivan. I fucking hate it. My mom had a mix CD, and half of the music on it I loved, and the other half I despised. So it was like just an absolute game of Russian roulette when she had it on mix, you know? just <laughs> didn't know what was going to come, a headache or a sing-along. I imagine a lot of John Cougar Mellencamp was played in that. For yeah. sure. Janis Joplin. I love the Janis Joplin. My mom was really into Lannis Morissette, too. I, and Jewel, my mom loved Jewel. I was always really jealous of people whose parents were really into music. I mean, my parents had like some cassettes, but for the most part, I do remember my mom pulling me aside at like age eight and being like, "This is Aerosmith, and this is good music." <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a cool new band out of Boston. You might, you might not have heard of. They're called Aerosmith. My dad uh, wanted it's the just last Terrence act. and his mom jamming out to sweet emotion. <laughs> this is Aerosmith. Loving an elevator. <laughs> yeah, loving an elevator. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tanya. I, I didn't no, no, you're okay. You there. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, oh, about my dad. He literally used to listen to tapes of Roy D. Mercer. Oh, yeah. Tape, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to this day, Terrence will text me and say, how big a boy are you? Yeah. I mean, that's probably my first... Uh, my dad definitely introduced me to comedy, that's for sure. He would watch these like late-night HBO specials, too, and one of them, me and my sisters used to repeat all the time, and it was so fucking dumb. It was literally about machine guns. <laughs> was it like Def Comedy Jam, or what was it? I don't know, but my sisters and I used to scream, I can't, they've got my guns. That was the, that was the, that was like the, um, um, whatever you call it so i can't <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of like punchlines like that like who's the the here's your sign guy bill ingvall no uh, i thought that jeff foxworthy yeah he was part of the jeff foxworthy tour but he was the least funny man on the planet that ever did comedy hmm i can't remember i thought it was just jeff foxworthy and ron Ron something. Ron White. Yeah. It was Tater Salad, the uh, Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Foxworthy, and Bill Ingvall. Bill Ingvall was just like the nothing yeah. burger of that whole crew. He had, and his whole thing was that he was, here's your sign. Here's your sign. Oh, okay. And he had a short-lived TBS sitcom that I remembered the little vignettes they did for it. And one of them said, had Bill Ingvall in a collage and it had his quote and beside it said, a lot of my friends call romantic comedies chick flicks. I just call them a nap. And I can just imagine, I can just imagine, a li- you know, like like the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons where they would pan to like a big audience just like laughing or something. I can just imagine that happening. But it's 40,000 coal miners just slapping their knee to that. <laughs> hi, baby. What's up? Ruby came to say Hi. The thing about marriage content is it's always going to kill. It's always going to kill. 
Because like, because everyone who's married is miserable. Exactly <laughs> right. Because like, m- marriage can be and is just, yeah, is miserable. <laughs> well, who's who's the king of the married content? I feel like Sinbad does a lot of married content. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're older, if you're a stand-up comic older than like forty or you know fifty. That's what. That's most of your act. <laughs> that's what you want to do, right? Because like you can't get that kind of content. This is what I'm realizing as I'm getting older. I'm like, oh yeah, like in my early twenties, I, I didn't understand like uh, I didn't understand that stuff. You know, you, you need like decades of um, lived experience. That's really what it is. Yeah, that's lived true. misery. <laughs> Well, I'm finding this with writing, too, because, like, when I was in my early 20s, I used to just be like, yeah, I'm going to write a story about, like, a cowboy, and he's, like, goes to the bar, and he, like, drinks. It's just, like, I've not lived that life. How the fuck could I write something about that, you know? It's like, but, like, you have this in your this idea in your head as, like, the young artist that, like, you can, you know, write about anything or talk about anything or really. And some people can. Some people really are that good and talented. But most of us, like, we have to live a few lives to be able to write about something powerfully or make people laugh about something. You know what I mean? You know, I I feel like Jack Kerouac, Hunter Thompson, those types are on the hook for that mindset. Right. You know what I mean? It's like these guys made you think that if you hadn't mainlined dope with an uncontacted people somewhere that you hadn't lived. You know what I mean? And it's like all they were doing is just going around being like drug-addled assholes. And then like everybody's like, oh, this is what life is about. Well, it's weird. Like, it's weird that writers got published. You know, like, doesn't F. Scott Fitzgerald's first book published when he was like 22 or something? Like... Yeah, it's so weird to think about. Like, there are again. There he are... turned out. He turned out totally well adjusted and normal. <laughs> Have you ever read the Crack Up? I will say this about F. Scott Fitzgerald: the Crack Up really kind of shines a little light onto my like problems with anxiety and depression because that's the best way. Being out of business is the best way I've ever heard it said. <laughs> Who wrote the Zelda Fitzgerald right there? Or is that if? Well, I mean, that's about that's about his sexual problems of being out of business. But uh, he also <laughs> says out of business is a metaphor for like just being depressed and ha- life having lost its savor. I see. I certainly can relate to both out of businesses. <laughs> um, Tanya, you ever been out of business? I'm currently out of business. Yes. Oh God. Wow, I just I do every month. I'm out of business every month for about four days. <laughs> do not disturb. Mm-hmm. Be be back next Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, you know I don't work Mondays. <laughs> Barbara, be back holiday. Tuesday. <laughs> oh shit! Did you guys watch the um the Mayor Pete doc documentary? <sighs> I, I wish saw I didn't know. Of- the words Mayor Pete Doc. I didn't I wish I didn't know those were to go together. I've I watched a lot it. of the vignettes, but not not as a whole body of work. Did you did you watch it? No, I've not watched it. From what I can tell, there's a lot of talk about authenticity. 
in this movie. <laughs> and you know You're how... You're saying he's an authentic person? Something I try not to dabble in myself. I, I am a connoisseur of authenticity. I love authenticity. You know how much I love it. So You've... You've dubbed the phrase real authentic people. You know, I've heard there's a lot of real authentic people in this movie. Actually. Mm-hmm. I got I gotta bring up this clip from the Mayor Pete thing. Keep talking. This is this everybody needs to hear this. Yeah, so it's apparently from what I can tell, it's like Chasen his husband Chasen trying to draw him out and like present his real authentic self. Like be a real authentic person, Pete. Peter, you can be real, and he can't do it. He can't be authentic. We're, that's the whole documentary. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> um, At the end, he short circuits, and it sounds like the real. Uh, it's the, revealed he's an, actually a computer. That's, well, that's it. It sounds like the real authentic Pete might be um, a murdering sociopath. <laughs> you know, I mean, like cannot reveal that to everyone. Well, you know, like, you could never picture, well, I don't know. Could you ever picture Kamala Harris, like, strangling someone with her bare hands? Like, I don't know if I could. Yes. You could? You you think so? Yes. Interesting. I mean, say more if about she that. Wasn't, if she wasn't high. She's just too, <laughs> she's, if she wasn't gone off that loud? She, she loves to, yeah, she loves to stay going off that loud. To hear her tell it. I can't find this goddamn clip, but I wish I could, because it's Mayor Pete and Chaston at a Dairy Queen in some town, and they're saying, date night. And they're just looking at each other, and there's no, like, smiles, laughs, or anything. And Pete just, like, stares off to the distance. He's licking his ice cream. He goes, yeah, date night. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) From what I've, like, the clips that I've heard and seen... It seems very much like he hates his husband. Like he hates Jason. Like, and I and I just I don't think there's any underlying like reason or or uh, attra- uh, maybe maybe it's an issue of attraction. I don't know. But I think what's even more fundamental is he's a psycho. You know. <laughs> I think I think you're right. I I think too. The other thing about it is is I, I'm not speculating on his character or anything else. What I am saying is there's a non-zero chance that Chasten has to frequently tell his friends that he fell uh, when they go <laughs> and do things together. Like, you know Mayor Pete. Yeah, I can see Mayor Pete being abusive. That's the kind of the vibe I got from the clips I saw. Oh, you're saying that he has to tell his friends he fell because he's bruised up. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I'm sound... not saying that half jokingly. I, I mean, I have no evidence, but I believe I believe that man is being abused at home. It does sound pretty. It sounds pretty bad. What's the point of the doc? Is I... it to humanize this man? Is it to humanize uh, old mousetrap? Whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> Rat mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, I think so. I think he's gonna run for um president again or something it's so fun he does that howdy doody shit when joe biden comes around yeah like they're like right now they're like starting the whole like we got to warm up the buses for kamala and pete and it's gonna be so fucking funny because biden's gonna insist on running again <laughs> like i don't know like like i don't know what the fuck to tell him like he just told them to like you know to be at the ready just because he just like wanted to slide in there uh-huh 
Wouldn't it be a crazy turn of events if uh, the Dems took Biden out? If it ended up being an inside job? <laughs> if the Dems were like, we can't, we can't ride this horse anymore. He's got to go. Take him out back. Well, they would. At, he's 77 now, right? I think so, yeah. At 82, he's going to be a little tougher to hide. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but in any case, Mayor Pete is, that's that fucking McKenzie brain, man. I don't know what else to say about it, but like, that motherfucker harbors some some dark energy the likes of this world hasn't even, can't even contend with. Who's McKenzie? Yeah, the consulting firm that... Oh, the, okay. you know, you know, probably a lot of people mention them as, as having been involved in fixing bread prices and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so that's the caliber of dude we're dealing with here. Yeah, they did try to like. They didn't try to unionize, but they did try to like. Um, a group of employees there got together and tried to get them to stop working for fossil fuel companies. We talked about it on an episode. It's pretty funny concept. Yeah. <laughs> That's like among the least of their crimes. <laughs> right. <clears throat> That's I mean, so fucking bad, man. I don't, I, Mayor Pete is just a, a singularly heinous figure to me because you're talking about a guy so ambitious. He sold his whole fucking generation down the river to be like a transportation secretary and really is doing nothing with it except to just like set himself up to run for president after Biden right here my, in 2024. My favorite act as city and transportation secretary thus far has been him getting dropped off in a car a mile from an event so he could bike the last mile. <laughs> that was pretty tight. I uh, hate my him personal so fucking favorite. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> Um, oh, not real. Is that in the dock? I hope. I don't know. No, I think it's just about the primary run. <laughs> I mean, I would like an inside scoop on how that motherfucker came out on top. I ain't gonna lie. You're telling me he won Iowa? I mean, that's just what real authentic people do, though. I mean... They win Iowa? I, they win Iowa, and they get dropped off a mile from their campaign rally to show up on a bike. And that's why Meet Pete is a real authentic person, and it's why I got mad respect for him. I got mm-hmm. mad respect for anybody that's a real authentic person. <laughs> do you do you remember you remember when Pete Buttigieg was visiting the Holocaust Memorial in Berlin, and Jason took a picture of him? Like I don't know where it was. I think they were at Auschwitz. Weren't they at Auschwitz? Was it at Auschwitz or like Dachau or something crazy, maybe? I think so. It was probably like a Taylor uh, they posed. They posed at the memorial to murdered Jews of Europe in Berlin, Germany. And Chase captured the photo of this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. What the fuck? <laughs> They had, like, replica ovens out. Pete tried to crawl in one. I'm zany. Jason's like, this Yeah, they were doing, like, zany poses at the fucking (laughs) Holocaust Memorial. Oh, my God. This guy. This guy right here. 
This like guy. They're, <laughs> <laughs> like they're having a romantic. They're on a romantic getaway. Uh, oh, I saw him do a keg stand in the showers. <laughs> Jesus, this guy is just a wild, crazy guy wherever he goes. <laughs> there's a lot of wherever things. He rides, there's a lot of bicycle. things that could be encapsulated in that caption. This guy. <laughs> oh um, my god. I mean. Oh. Yeah, he seems pretty bad. Um, but um, maybe he'll run for president, and and that would be pretty funny. Um, I have a question for you too. Do you care who who the president is anymore? Definitely not. You know. Yeah, I was like, does that even depends feel on the like president a, of what? A, 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 <laughs> <laughs> It's like the president of, exactly, the president of who, the president of what. I believe we need strong leadership at State Farm and Allstate, but I'm not so sure about the United States of America. Well, you know, it's like, I've been doing a lot more fiction writing recently, and it's been nice. It's I've felt like more creative and just kind of relaxed and like, ah, oh, this is fun. I'm having fun with it. It's like... Good. It's not serious. It's not political or anything. You hear that? Terrence is dabbling in poetry. <laughs> oh my goddamn! You had to make it lame. We got a soft boy on our hands. You had to make it lame. This is what I talk <laughs> with about my therapist. About my friends don't support oh me. They call God. me gay for oh writing poetry. <laughs> they oh call me gay God. and don't support my art. <laughs> but I was thinking about this though, like. I go through cycles with it, and it's kind of the same with music. Um, but I feel like I'm, um, you know, in these sort of like even numbered off years, like the second year um, of a president's administration. Like I, I feel more relaxed a little bit. Like I, like you know, I like be a little more creative and, and experiment with other things. But it's like this cycle of like every four years. I don't know, like why. It's it's so irresistible, but I find it hard to completely disconnect from that like hype, you know, media politics cycle that gets kicked up every four years during a presidential administration, and it's totally distracting. Well, I don't. It doesn't like. I don't think it's just you. There, there's billions of dollars being spent to suck you in. Right. It's crazy. You can you can smell it getting ready to kick up with this Mayor Pete doc. It's like. I mean, this is like a very just sort of normie boilerplate point to make about elections, but to the degree that anybody is ge- getting anything done, we talk about that, right? It's always like, well, uh, he ain't done nothing. Like, what is nothing? You know, we don't really talk about what that nothing or anything is. But you, there's really no time because you get a four-year term, you know, like after year one, then it's just like the next three years are just spent running for the next one. You right. know what I mean? Raising money, all that shit. That's why this Mayor Pete Doc's out. Like, nobody really gives a flying fuck about a Mayor Pete Doc, but they has got to sort of like, you know, gin the sort of PR mills in case he, you know, Biden says, I'm not going to run again or whatever. So he can step in there and lose by the <laughs> widest margin in American history. <laughs> Probably where, the Donald John Trump. Where God, it would be just it would be pretty sweet for Trump to be. <laughs> hey, can you? Uh, let me ask you all uh, a serious, dead ass question. Can you imagine a serious adult, okay, that goes into a room and says, "Gosh damn, Trump owns the Republican Party unless they like bring him to hill somehow." 
Like, he's probably going to be their nominee again. Can you imagine going in there and saying, I've got the perfect antidote to that, and it's Mayor Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> Trump would have so much fun. It's like oh, when I had I had a mouse in the house last fall, and Arrow would just, like, bat it back and forth. That's what it would be like. Trump would just <laughs> bat him back and forth like that. Dangling from his chin. Where's this Mayor Pete doc? Where, you, where can you find it? Is it on Tubi? Where is it at? It's a, yeah, it's on the horror movie do- streaming channel. Yeah, Shutter, Shutter. <laughs> it's on Shutter. Yeah, it's on Shutter. I don't know where it's at. I've just heard people talk. I think about it's it. a, naturally it's like an Amazon Prime thing. It's on Red Tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's under the taboo section on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's under the embarrassment tab. Uh, you know, I don't know why though. I don't know why I find it so hard to, even though I know nothing will turn out, um, you know, result from it, I still get sucked into, yeah, the the kind of media spectacle, the false sort of um, idea or the illusion that we're actually making a difference or an impact, like all the parts of it, you know what I mean? And maybe we we are or were, I have no idea. I don't feel like we really were. Um, in 2016 or 2020 like those are two pretty big L's but um, still it's like I don't know why I find it so hard to not engage with it but I'm enjoying right now the off season it feels like we're in off we're in the off season <laughs> enjoy it pal because it ain't lasting long <laughs> I don't plan to be in to come into an on season I'm staying in off season well for, that would be for... good if it's two of us if at least two of us don't give a shit about it or or follow it whatsoever, then you know that's quorum. We don't. Then we. So you mean you mean to tell me <laughs> if Trump's in this thing, y'all are gonna set it out? <laughs> it's too good to set it out. <laughs> it is juicy. It does. Trump does make everything yeah. juicier. I mean, I, I I'm not rooting for him, certainly, so I don't want it to be construed that way. But like, it's going to produce just such good comedy. Hmm. Well, I did see someone today. Um, where did I see this? I want to say it was. Um, I don't know. I forgot where I saw it. But regardless, I did see someone today. It was a comment that they were like, "Oh, it was in Speak Your Peace." It was in Speaker Peace in the Mountain Eagle. It was like, I've got a question, more of a technical question than anything. Um, can Trump run for president again after he's sent to jail? And it's like, it's just a classic example of like, you, you don't really believe that, right? You know what I mean? It's just like the libs. There are, there are people that still genuinely believe Donald Trump will go to prison. Really? They're just sitting around. <laughs> it's like the QAnon. They're just sitting around waiting for the big reveal. And it's like, they're so fucking stupid because, like, Donald Trump could literally have been found to be uh, building a nuclear weapon with (laughs) Al-Qaeda, and he still wouldn't do a day in prison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's literally nothing that's going to send him to prison. No. Because if you want to talk about uh, cancel culture, if Trump goes to jail, you talk about cancel culture being ramped up <laughs> <laughs> i did see they indicted bannon though what they indict him for 
I think they like. Oh, everybody in his periphery can go to jail for sure, but he won't. <laughs> well, I don't even think they. I think they. I thought they just like subpoenaed him and then, like, can they indict some? I don't think that Congress can like send someone to jail. Civics lesson. Sound oh. off in the comments. I don't have. I don't know if like Congress can just. You will anyway. Yeah, so. you will anyway. So. <laughs> Y'all leave our listeners alone. We got a mini smart and savvy <laughs> bunch of know-it-alls, and they don't need your sass. That is true. That is true. We're sorry. But yeah, I don't know if he's actually going to jail or not. I don't think so. I don't think he was summoned before a criminal court. He was just summoned in front of some politicians. No. My bad. Typical reading half of a headline and speaking like I know. I have a memory. It could be faulty. If didn't they find him on a boat somewhere though? That's how it looked in the picture they used. They looked like they drove. Or maybe him out like of maybe it was like he was on the boat while like the feds confiscated. The no, boat actually, like I think you're right. I think he was arrested for something. They were arrested for like defrauding someone or something. Okay, just your standard white collar crime. Right. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine. I won't mention his name that went to the pen for a check cutting scheme that involved also elements of the russian mob <laughs> and he told me something interesting after he did two months in uh, tennis jail you know those like sokolov and sokolov like those late night like mesothelioma lawyers and shit yeah he told me that some he was in there with some of their like top guys and stuff there was just like different like finance crimes and like you know lying under oath etc cetera, etc cetera. He said that, like, when the FDA, or, or I guess the USDA, or maybe the FDA, whoever approves, like, um, like, uh, like the meshes and the different treatments for, like, whatever, you know, they're also like, have you, do you have, like, a wire mesh, like, case that causes some kind of, like, health problem or whatever? He says that the government anticipates a certain amount of like uh and this would be another one for people that know more than me to sound off in the comments to sort of try to make something coherent out of this but he says like the government knows like a certain amount of like lawsuits will come from this and like a certain amount of people will have like these negative side effects like when they like green light something it doesn't mean it's safe it means that only an acceptable amount of people will die from this and it's like worth the the risk he says these law these like late night law firms know shit like that and know that there's like a pot of money set aside for like wrongful death lawsuits. Yeah. And that that's what those lawyers are going they for. They just go for that pot of money. <laughs> they go for that pot. Isn't that wild? <laughs> America. That makes sense though. Dude, America is so amazing. It's just like, it just, it just, it just like posts up these like random surpluses here and there that like these vultures exist to like go after. It's fucking, it's yeah. just so crazy. It is, it's, it's so, it's like just, it, I don't know, even know what to say about it, man. It's just like, it's just rotten to its very core. And, and the, the idea that like, there's anything virtuous about it at all. Like when people start getting mopey out about the national anthem and shit, it's just like, this is a country built on exploitation, grift, murder, and genocide. There is nothing. It's like, it's like they should have put that sign, you know, like with the nuclear cats and, was it New Mexico, California? We talked about there is nothing noble or good here. Uh-huh. That should have been that should have been like right there at Plymouth Rock. 
<laughs> I mean, when you when you don't stand up and when you when you just chill during the national anthem in public and people are like, "What's your problem?" It's I don't even know where to start. That's where you turn around and say, "Hey, do you have you ever seen Sokolov and Sokolov's commercials on TV after dark?" Here's why I'm not standing. The government knew about mesothelioma. Congress gave Teflon a decade. This upsets me all the time because my mom still uses Teflon against my will. Gave them a decade or so to get rid of their product to like complete because they knew it was full of carcinogens literally used to cook food and we're like well we'll give you about a decade to to chill chill on get that, that lined out. <laughs> out we'll give you about 10 years okay that's like you know when people get mad at joe mansion that's like you know he made all those sweetheart deals with dupont and all those companies that were like dumping all this shit in the ohio river like joe mansion it's still wild to me when I found this out, but Joe Manchin is just by himself shares responsibility for a chemical called C8 that is in every, almost every single one of us right now. It's like he's infected all of us in a way. Isn't that Literally wild? living rent-free in our tissue. <laughs> yeah. What's, um, what's the, what's your method of um, reacting to the, did you say pledge of allegiance or a national anthem? Because like, I I usually I usually just to go I just go along to get along usually. Like I usually stand up. I might put the hand over my heart, but I'm not gonna sing. But at the same time, like I I can I can't just like sit there because I don't want to like cause a scene or like something to whatever. Oh, I mean I don't care. Many scenes. I don't look. I don't care. But at the same time, like I don't want to be like a pretentious asshole. It's like. Now, are you aware of what uh, goes on in et cetera? You know, because it's like who at a baseball game, like nobody's gonna give a shit. <laughs> I usually just try to duck into the bathroom <clears throat> to avoid the whole situation if I can. But like, I'm not standing for the I, anthem I, or the fucking pledge. I'm not. I, doing I was faced with this when I was on the council because I was like, man. Ooh, Do that's I, a hard one because you're in front. You're literally yeah. and in on front the Letcher County government channel. Ooh. which hell in retrospect i might as well have done a protest because they didn't reelect me any damn way but but i didn't i was just like i'm a good boy i'm just gonna right here i love this country <laughs> <laughs> did you like th- there's levels though i mean okay so like obviously the most intense level is standing up putting your hand over your heart and then reciting it enthusiastically and then right after, under uh, that there is standing up putting your hand in, putting your hand over your heart and then reciting it but not enthusiastically you mumble it then the one under that stand up hand over the heart don't recite anything just stand there like looking like this like motherfucker then the one I think the I one think after I that? did the hands behind the back like in meditation <laughs> kind of when they were doing. Okay, all right. There's that that that's the next one. You don't put your hand. You stand up, but you don't put your hand over the heart. You just put your hands behind your back or down to your side. You just look like me. I mean, I, I, I think the worst I was thing being you a, can do is not take your hat off. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about the, the hat. I forgot, forgot about the hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's bizarre that other like faiths like 
put their like cover their head to honor God in ways and Christians it's like an affront to God to cover your head for some reason. <laughs> like when you're if you were to wear a ball cap in church when I was a kid, that was like an unpardonable sin. Oh, absolutely. Except for women, like big church hats are very common with women. Yeah, and I to guess wear a big big hat to church. Yeah, yeah. there's like bonnets. <laughs> I know those are hot. Uh, an old church bonnet. I know those are hot on the streets these days. Bonnets. <laughs> Surely it's uh, a matter of time before the bonnet comes back, right? Is that just a hat that ties under your chin? Yeah, but it's like frilly and lacy or whatever, you know. You know frilly what a bonnet and lacy. is. You've, I've seen you wear a damn bonnet, Tanya. I'm just trying to understand. You what wore a bonnet what? to the Derby three years ago. I mean, I've said before. Did I? Nah, I don't know. You were not. You was a cool hat, though. <laughs> that I took up money in? Yeah. No, that was a big floppy hat. I've said before we need a makeover as a crew. Like, um, And by that I mean, like, we all need to be wearing the same gear. And, like, you know, rings, uh, chains, uh, gold grills. Add to that the bonnet. And, like... Zoot suits. Let's wear zoot suits. <laughs> I'm down. Let's wear zoot suits and bonnets. The four of us. We got. We got to get Aaron in on this. I say we do something dressed as Dumb and Dumber in those suits. I'm so just two walking. Of us wear blue. Two of I'm us walking down Main Street. Pink. Oh shit! There goes one of those true bullies. I'm in my zoot suit, my bonnet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, to just talk like you've affected like a '40s accent or something. <laughs> Hey. Like you're in a nowhere movement. I don't Mwah. speak. I just flip. I just like. I just do I'm gonna have a gunshot. dip. Cause we can't. I'm not gonna smoke. Cause that's too obvious. You need something a little more uh, less obvious. So like zoot suit bonnet. I'm gonna have a dip in. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that would be the most insane look anybody's ever concocted. <laughs> just like total, like totally worthy of being instantly committed. <laughs> Yeah, you get an unmarked, blacked out van comes up, tosses you in the back. We never see you again. About man, I didn't know about those fashion choices he was making. He didn't deserve to get snatched up like that, though. <laughs> we I'm did just, not see it coming. I'm just saying, if we all started dressing uniformly, people would they would know, and word would get around. Oh shit! Oh shit! There go them true bullies. That is true, Tanya. Well, y'all are going to have to dress like me, because we ain't doing the reverse. What? This is fucked up. You don't want to wear no, a zoot suit? we just need something. We just need some uniform. You don't, you're telling me you would not wear a zoot suit, a bonnet, a grill? I would absolutely a wear a tailored zoot suit and a grill. With a dip? And may, I'm not sure what you're describing as a bonnet. I'm not sure you know what a bonnet is, so I'm not entirely sure. No. I can't commit to the bonnet. I know what a bonnet is, time. I think. Um, I thought it but was... But I would definitely wear a zoot suit and a grill, for sure. Okay, Tailored this... only, though. This is exactly what I was thinking. A bonnet. You know, like... Show um... it to me. Well, here it is on a cat. It's best seen on a cat. <laughs> There's a bonnet on okay, a cat. Okay, okay. 
All right. Uh, I don't know. That don't, those don't go together. That don't go with the zoot suit. What's wrong with no, you? No, that do, it, that's the thing. It doesn't have to go together. But it just has to get it's people gotta talking. Be a new, it's got to be a new terrain we've carved out. Right, here. right. A new frontier. Get people talking. Like, damn, I didn't think about it. The zoot suit would work. <laughs> You know, ASAP Rock, you occasionally wear a babushka. I feel like that's just the Eastern European version of a bonnet. Yeah. What's up? What is that? You know, babushka is like the head wrap. You'll see, like, sometimes He wore Hungarian. a fucking quilt to the Met Gala. Well, he can do that. He's gorgeous. A, th- a thrifted quilt. Who? ASAP Rocky. Rocky. Um, He's gorgeous. He is. Why were we even talking about the the best fashion choice ever? Um, what were we talking about before that? There was... Was Pete seen wearing a bonnet in the dock, the, maybe? The Mayor Pete. Oh, we were talking about the National Anthem in the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, yeah. The awkwardness right. of standing for it. Yeah. Having to take your hat yeah. off. And yeah, or your bonnet. I'm not taking my fucking Trillbilly's bonnet off. But I'll stand. Hey, listen. Hey. I'll stand. Whatever. If- It'll be like on uh, on uh, Donnie Brasco, where they go to the Japanese restaurant and he won't take his boots off because he's wearing a wire, but he's like, who won the war? That's what I said. Somebody tries to even take my bonnet off. Hey, who won the war? Oh You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? The only time I stand for the anthem is when I'm with my mom, because I fear for my life. Well, that's the thing. Will she, will she make a scene? Sheila won't have that so, shit. I, I'm not saying I will or won't do it 10 out of 10 times 100% of the time it did you gotta pick your battles is all I'm saying like at a yeah, yeah, yeah. at a baseball game no, I, I've been to many baseball games the last 10 years and I do I do not stand at a prayer breakfast at, ba- at baseball games. at a prayer breakfast a prayer in a small breakfast. town I'm gonna stand I just yeah uh, I'll probably stand <laughs> if any situation where Willie Lamb asked me to stand in prayer I'm going to well I like prayer I enjoy prayer well, if if he asked me to to uh, salute the flag, by God, call me Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> um, you know, it really only matters what you believe about America in your heart. You know, right? Beliefs matter. <laughs> Actions do not. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> do what you want, but just believe the right thing. <laughs> as long as it's in your heart, it doesn't have to be. You're right. Real. I used to think about that. I was like, man, I'd really like to get into heaven, but I don't really want to like outwardly be like a Christian or anything. Can I just kind of do this in my head? <laughs> Can I just be a Christian in the mind, you know? A mind Christian. Well, this this is... A mind, a mind Jesus freak. Technically, you can if you're saved by grace. You can do whatever the fuck you want, man. Yeah. That's true. I just I like being a Christian, but without like all the sort of aesthetic trappings and poor sort of uh, optics of that. But yeah, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm I'm not a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ, and then has like white dreadlocks. <laughs> there's just so there's just like Christianity just offers you so many bad ways to be in the world, like outwardly, and I've just never identified with any of them. And that's the only reason I keep flirting with the sinful lifestyle. Mm. The only reason. <laughs> Dude, um, I have to say, the most unhinged thing I've read in a while 
is and this is a man who frequents kenny chesney's <laughs> wikipedia page so so you know this is gonna be good wow another thing to tell my therapist i make get made oh fun of God. for being gay for listening to kidney chesney <clears throat> um the this is really good um i know we tried really hard to swear this bit off and we don't even have to do it today um, but I just want to point out that um, in this week's edition of the conversation featuring Brett Stevens and Gail Collins, Brett has COVID. Brett's got COVID. There's a big folks. twist ending. There is a big twist. <laughs> well, I don't have my phone with me. You'll have to email it to me. Oh, okay. Bed bugs can... come down with COVID nineteen. <clears throat> it's pretty. It's... <laughs> Unfortunately, he tested negative for cock big nineteen. <laughs> Uh, oh damn I just sent it to myself my bad hold on <laughs> no, I think I've got my text pulled up here I think you can text it to me okay it's in our group chat okay no then it's then I don't have it cause I'm sitting here looking at the messages that ain't come through uh, Tom sent it last night oh you were just breezing through the mess. You're like, no, 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 nothing to see here, nothing to see here. All right, going yeah, to well, the guys, My is... guy, Samer the Hammer, pointed it out to me, and I said, well, one more for the road, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know we were swearing that bit off. I, you know, I was trying to phase it out, because this, this, it's been pretty brutal lately. It's not been that great. That, they just the, These characters just don't give you a lot to work with sometimes. Well, you know what it's, I mean? Yeah, and it's... um. It's getting so predictable. Like, the amount of references Brett drops in a single little tidbit now, like, it's it's like he so badly wants us to know or to think that he is smart. And, um, and he's the dumbest motherfucker alive. And it's, that it's just the juxtaposition of those two things is really hard to deal with after a certain like he is the most tedious commentator popular commentator in american media and i think i'm comfortable saying that there are some that um really give him a run for his money like matt iglesias is another one but he or connor friedersdorf those three those that, that's the holy triumvirate man that's the unholy trinity <laughs> <laughs> that uh that is um, the triumvirate of tedium, truly. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I sent it to you. Here's here the the title. When the next thing you know is that you have COVID. <laughs> Published November fifteenth, oh, two thousand and twenty-one. Um, you know we got to set this somewhere. So, you know, Brett. Bre- was, he's in a doctor's office. Um, no, nah, I got a better one. We're in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Centers for Disease Control. <laughs> I think this would be the second time we've been there, but we can go back. <laughs> Let's nah, go back. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we're at the doctor's office. Let's just see a simple doctor's visit. Um. So, uh, well, yeah. Brett starts out saying he's in quarantine, so I think we're in Brett's apartment. <laughs> You're right. We're in Brett's got, home clinic. He's got mosquito nets up <laughs> and plastic sheeting. 
All right. Well, um, if you're ready to go, um, are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm in a. I'm in my sick bed, <laughs> covered with a mosquito net. <laughs> <clears throat> you have someone waiting at your side. Uh, you're being bled, like cut. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been bloodletting. Bloodletting. Holy shit! Brett has a doodle, and he's got a dog. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, you've got a dog next to you as well, Doodle. So, uh, bastard that, I, that, I, that I'm infecting with COVID nineteen <laughs> as we speak. What a fucking asshole! It doesn't even know you're not supposed to have your animals around you when you test positive. What really? <laughs> Yeah. I think you can pass it, yeah. I think that dogs have been able to catch it. I mean, the deers are catching and, and it. Cats. They're all catching it. Um, yeah. All just because Anthony Fauci had to get a, a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> oh, because Anthony <laughs> Fauci lied. Hello from COVID quarantine. Hello from COVID quarantine, yeah. <laughs> Hello from COVID quarantine. <laughs> Hello from COVID quarantine, Gail. Breakthrough case edition. It's been six months since my second shot of Moderna and presto, I got it. Brett, I'm so sorry you're sick or sickish. Do you think the vaccine protected you from really serious illness? Basically want to know how this affects your thoughts on the vax debate. Is he an anti-vax? I don't think he is. <laughs> My case seems mild so far. Touch wood. I, <laughs> hold I on. It's nice. Hold, hold, hold oh, on. Oh boy. Hold the fucking phone. Woo, no, nobody has ever it. said that. Idiot no, it's knock on, dude. He li- He's such a freak. Touch wood. He he. At every word, every turn of phrase, every idiom, he needs you to know. He is not like any other person in America. He is the smartest, like most cultured, knows, he even knows how people used to talk back in the day. Touch wood. Touch wood. (laughs) My case seems mild so far, touch wood, which I attribute to the vaccine's (laughs) capacity to prevent serious illness. Either that or the Delta variant wanted nothing to do with me the moment it got wind of my views on the climate summit in Glasgow. <laughs> I'm sure Delta is an avid reader. Luckily, the entire experience has been more curb your enthusiasm than ER. Man, that guy's so zany. It's like, you know, um, we need like a counter in the bottom right-hand corner that like, you know strikes a notch every time he makes some pop culture reference <laughs> i've lost my sense of smell and taste which given the received <gasps> which given that i've received multiple care packages from zabars makes me feel like the eunuch at the orgy <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about this man i think this man's gray matter. you know how covid's supposed to make your gray matter shrink a little bit <laughs> I think his has shrunk a little bit. He does. He, he does seem a little more unhinged in this one than usual. Like he. He's. He already mentioned touching his dick and an orgy. Touch wood, and I feel like the eunuch at the orgy. <laughs> Just in the first two. My man is so horny in quarantine. My man's horny in quarantine. He's hor- He's horn. Horn Horn Anyway. 
My wife and kids and friends keep phoning to make sure I'm still breathing, though secretly I'm delighted that I have an ironclad excuse to see <laughs> that, nobody, do nothing, go nowhere. Because no and one's spending, phoning. No one cares. <laughs> no, no. no one cares. No one's... They're cro- yeah. What they're doing is they're crossing their fingers. And I'm spending quality time with the world's best dog, who just happens to be mine. And here he put a uh, photo of... The, the a white what appears to be a, a white labradoodle i love a white foof and i'm pissed that brett has one it's amazing. prayers up for this dog who almost certainly will die from complications of COVID 19 oh my god now long term is this how you envision our future with covid for the vaccinated just like another kind of respiratory illness that has its season if so, I guess we'll just adapt and people will eventually lose interest. The next generation of COVID sufferers will be lucky to get a gift of Snickers. Or does the fact that there are so many folks in denial mean something worse? You know, it's hard to say, Gail. Scary news is the abrupt rise in cases in New Mexico. We're nearly a quarter, or nearly a quarter of recent hospitalizations involve fully vaccinated patients. Seems to me like a pretty good argument for making booster shots immediately available for the entire adult population nationwide. The good news is that the antiviral pills from Merck and Pfizer, is, is, if they are as effective as they say in the trials, a lot of lives could be saved and COVID will hopefully become more of a nuisance rather than a plague. Here's a, here's a question. Um, a, I don't know if this is possible. Can you put vaccines in pill form and if so do you think that more people would have taken it versus a shot people love pills they do love pills <laughs> yeah i'm just like tooting the fucking covid vaccine yeah you could crush head. it up <laughs> yeah oh man um agreed and although we're supposed to be arguing i've got to ask you about something else where I'm sure we're in accord. The death threats to Republican lawmakers who voted for the infrastructure bill. (laughs) Obviously terrible. But does it mark a new level of social decline or just another typical chapter in the 21st century story, Brett? You know, we've we've long lived in the land of what the great Philip Roth called the indigenous America berserk. Dude, this is the So I guess there's nothing too surprising here. The surprise even today is that the term berserk also applies to a former and possibly future president of the United States and the congresswoman from Georgia's 14th district. And for the renaissance of the berserk, we have to thank dear old Steve Bannon, who's busy trying to survive a federal indictment. I told you he was indicted. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't say that. I didn't mean, I just meant, I didn't know if that meant he was going to jail. Gotcha. Ah, Steve Bannon. It's been so long since I had to spend time dwelling on your character. (laughs) That was a weird choice of dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) Dwelling on... God, why does Brett... Why does he always do this, like, these metaphors? Again, it's, it's just so transparently he wants you to know how... 
like several things like he, he's like he's not a complex guy at all and this is why i want to stop doing this bit because like he's so one-dimensional and it gets so tedious like he just wants you to know that he's both cultured well-read and not a philistine but he's also hip he watches things like yeah. family guy family guy <laughs> Dwelling on Bannon is like imagining the love child of Lady Macbeth and Peter Griffin from the hit TV comedy <laughs> Family Guy. Future historians will have to ask how a guy like him wound up doing the kind of damage he did. Uh, you would be thinking of Trumpism? Uh-huh. Here's a classic question for you to mull while you're getting your temperature down. <laughs> How much of a deep, mean polarization in American politics is because of Donald Trump? Or is he just the product of something that was evolving anyhow? I've always what, thought... What a new and exciting question! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the year of our Lord, 2021. Oh, man. You know, I've always thought of Trump as the symptom. I have never heard that before. But again, it's just like... That's why it's like doing this is they just ask and say the same. If that that's been an interesting part of this exercise, doing this bit over the past like, I don't know, nine months or so, or I guess year. Like you really do get to see how they recycled this because no one else is paying attention to this. We might be the only three people in this goddamn country that read this thing, <laughs> and so it's like we see that they recycle. We're keeping them in business. <laughs> We keep them in business. Like, we see how they recycle the same, like, questions and references and everything, and it's just, it's incredible. They see the analytics, and they're like, well, them three buffoons in Kentucky are still reading it. We'll still put it out. Here's, this is a great observation. The disease was the stupidification of the right, to use a stupid-sounding word to describe a stupid-making process. I'm so obsessed with the way new media has changed society. <laughs> I can't help wondering if we'd be in the same awful morass. What? Without him. Although, obviously, less focused on him and less celebrity accelerated. Just wait, that sentence. It's like a sentence from like a Don DeLillo <laughs> book. I'm, I'm so obsessed with the way media has changed society. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't can't sleep up all of night. Of course, they're obsessed with the way new media has changed society because it's rendered these like these two vestigial organs of how things used to be like like we're the last three people reading them. Brad, right. here here's he's coming with the heat now. I blame Roger Ailes, the brains behind Fox News. Why why in my day we had William F. Buckley. Who uh, wanted to <laughs> tattoo HIV patients? Oh fuck! He's the guy most responsible for Jetta's on. That's Roger Ailes, not William F. Buck. That was the editor's note. <laughs> Old news values of objectivity, sobriety, and balance for new news value of perfurfid partnership. Good, there partisanship. we go. That's a new word, for Brett. By the way, <laughs> he is the smartest guy out there. Other networks then mirror image the same destructive formula. I also blame Twitter's Jack Dorsey for reducing the art of thinking into the act of grunting. And I blame the algorithm people at Facebook for accelerating our national descent into a collection of self-contained, self-reinforcing, mutually loathing echo chambers. Who are your villains, Gail? 
happy to go along with your picks and especially interested in how folks like those algorithm people at Facebook are able to transform the national conversation. That's because Gail's only ever been on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) She never advanced past it. Another thing historians will look back on with wonder, how did a bunch of 20 and 30-something tech geeks become the masters of our political fates? But if I was going to go back a step, Trump-wise, I'd have to add Rush Limbaugh, who also pioneered the whole idea of turning shrieking political diatribes into mass media entertainment. Fact check. True. (laughs) Now, on the disagreement end, Congress is moving on to the second part of the Biden domestic agenda, Build Back Better. Drives me nuts that we have to explain that Build Back Better is the non-infrastructure part. But beyond that, I'm a fan. Your take? Blowback's better. (laughs) (laughs) I've reached the point where I hope Senator Manchin has the guts and good sense to kill it. I think it's a solution to secondary problems that we could address in a period of calm and prosperity, which, alas, is not now, and will exacerbate our primary problems, the chief of which is inflation. (laughs) (laughs) I also think it will deeply damage the Democrats in the midterms, and to our progressive readers who got mad at what I just said, please remember that the moment the Senate flips to Republican control, the Biden presidency will be dead in the water, including on all of his judicial picks. We're talking about a responsible bill to make life slightly easier for low and moderate income families with kids and for seniors in need of home health care to keep them out of nursing homes, paid for with tax revenue from rich people who should have been attuning the whole time, anteing the the whole time. I guess in this political climate, the right wing could whip up outrage in the electorate. But in the public, but if the public really comes to understand what it does, it'll be a plus, Brett. You know, you may be right, and I may be crazy, and it just might be another big expansion of government that America's looking for. The new Kidney Chesney song, You May Be Right, I May Be Crazy, and it just might be another big expansion of government <laughs> that, does sound like a Kidney Chesney. that America's looking for. But I, have, but I have a. That's a good episode title. You may be right, and I may be crazy. But I have a hard time seeing how pumping hundreds of billions of additional dollars into the economy after we've already spent trillions on COVID relief isn't going to just further raise inflation, which is rising at the fastest rate in 30 years, and should be the one thing the Biden administration cares about most when it comes to the welfare of working people. Okay, is this what they've? latched onto is the cost for inflation because they gave us too much money <laughs> yeah B- biden said it i've not kept Bi- up with Bi- that yeah biden biden took responsibility for uh <laughs> for stimulus checks he didn't even send out yeah he was like yeah i guess my <laughs> stimulus checks did contribute to it he's he's just a portrait <laughs> joe of- you forgot to sign the checks we didn't even get him we didn't even get them, man. You don't have to take this one on the chin. It's not your oh fault. Like any good leader, falling on his sword, though. Dude, that's amazing. I mean, I don't pretend to oh. know the real reason for inflation. I don't. I don't. That, that's above my pay grade. But I highly doubt that it's because they gave us too much money. On a different subject, Gail. <laughs> it's not because they gave us too much money. On a different subject, Gail, 
Have you been following the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse in Wisconsin? Oh, the Rittenhouse trial is another horror show about guns in this country. The bottom line is that you have a 17-year-old marching into a situation of public disorder toting a semi-automatic rifle he had no business possessing. But the way the trial is going and the judge is behaving, I'm worried he's going to be seen as a poor kid trying to defend his community. What's your thought? I think we're in accord that Rittenhouse should never have been where he was, much less with a gun. But teenage stupidity by itself isn't a capital offense, or else most of us would have gone to jail for life. (laughs) It's like, listen, in my time in Mexico City, I killed a lot of kids. I've killed a lot of people. But I chalk it up to youthful inexperience. (laughs) But not, I think, for shooting someone. When you're talking about killing people. He's like, no, really, for shooting someone. (laughs) Anything. When you're talking about killing people with what amounts to an assault weapon, I don't know what dopey teenager is a good defense. Unless the people he shot were attacking him, with one even pointing a handgun toward his head, the central point, it seems to me, is that the media and the prosecution seem to have an un- seem to have a predetermined narrative that is crumbling under cross-examination which makes me grateful that we still have a concept of the presumption of innocence and a trial system that makes people take a much closer look at the verdict before or the evidence before rendering a verdict. <laughs> I just hope Kenosha doesn't erupt in violence again if he's acquitted. Well, I just hope the right wing doesn't the right wing doesn't get to use this as another sales point for guns, but I'm not terribly optimistic on that front. I saw something the rapper my son that went to jail for like possession of a gun but didn't kill him but he tweeted out that he got four years for possession of a handgun that didn't kill anybody just had a gun on him and this kid murdered three people and just and they were about the same age yeah he was like in his early 20s or something when that happened anyway they've tried many black teenagers as adults for victimless drug crimes and put them away for fucking decades it seems very much like i don't know how i don't know did you guys see the thing yesterday or maybe a few days ago where they said that the judge allowed rittenhouse to basically draw from a hat the name of jurors that would decide his sentence or or whatever i didn't see that Yeah, they let him draw it. It's usually done by the clerk. It seems weird. It almost seems like every aspect of this trial has been geared to, like, inflame something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get people to, like... Like, viscerally upset. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, we haven't, you know, people haven't taken that bait. And even, I don't even know what will happen. But it just seems like it's intentionally, like, every aspect of it has been geared towards, like fanning the flames and trying to get people to burn down more mcdonald's and shit yeah i've noticed that too it is it is curious because like for all the idiosyncrasies of this judge like no judge is that fucking zany here you go young man we're gonna play bozo's grand prize game for your like fate for the next 40 years grab grab a ping pong ball and step up to the line jesus we're going to draw straws, young man. On that, we agree, Gail. And on a final note, I was deeply struck by Mark Lacey's poignant obituary for F.W. DeClerc. 
the white South African leader who wound up partnering with Nelson Mandela to tear down apartheid. Where's Dolly's? Where's Dolly's shout out? What the fuck? Where's Dolly's shout out? Oh, I get F W De Clerk is like a like an anagram for Dolly Partners. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, a nice reminder that history also moves forward, thanks to the people who know how to lose gracefully, even courageously, and how to change their minds. <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, let's give it up for Brett and Gail. Yeah. Woo. Thanks. Um, that's the last time we'll ever do that one. <laughs> Unless Enjoy Brett dies lasts. of COVID. <laughs> yeah. No, I really can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. The reason we're doing not because it's a tired <laughs> bit. Because Brett's almost certainly going to die from COVID-19. Um, oh, boy. Well, we have a Patreon if you'd like to go support us on Patreon. That website is patreon.com slash trailbillyworkersparty. I heard the last episode was a banger. That's what people are saying. And please think about subscribing. uh, Please think about that. (laughs) Um, Please think about it, and then after you've thought about it, go do it. Go do it. Go do it. Yeah. Um, Most importantly, follow through. <laughs> follow through is important, people. That's absolutely right. Um, thanks for listening this week, folks. Um, any final thoughts, guys? Happy full moon. Happy full moon. Happy, you know what? I could have said it better myself, Tom. That's right. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Happy full poon. <laughs> <laughs> I got a million of them. <laughs>